Oh, hi there. Hello. Hey now. Hola. And ba weep grana weep mini bong. However you want to say it. Welcome to that Kev One Show. say the journey is the destination. Well, my next guest has a definitive opinion on that. Please welcome filmmaker, writer, and creator and executive producer of the Final Destination Film Universe, one of your favorite horror authors, Jeffrey Reddick. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? Fantastic. Now that uh, this part of the West Coast is thawed out, <laughs> I was iced in here for about a week. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we, just, we got rain on this, this coast, but uh, we don't get snow, so I can't complain too much when it's like... Oh. oh, yeah, you guys got some that snowed in. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, it rained us in my apartment. <laughs> like, I can't leave my... Yeah, it's not the same, <laughs> so I'm glad you guys saw that. Oh, well, how safe is it to say, like, um, not to disclose your exact, triangulate your location, but, uh, like, you're in Hollywood, right? Or are you in, like... Oh, yeah, West Hollywood. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, I lived there for a little while. It was funny, because coming from Portland when I lived there, like, it was kind of romantic when it rained. Like, oh, yeah, nostalgic, yeah. Wow, yeah, I made it. Portland boy, and, you know brought the rain and but then i'd drive anywhere it'd be like little, really light rain but no one people would be driving in such slow motion it's like their cars oh were moonwalking i'm yes. like what the hell guys no, that's <laughs> the problem it's like people here when it's raining you would think it's like a blizzard if, if you're anywhere else because it's like people just don't know how to drive and even drizzle i'm like come on <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's barely raining come on it's not that bad um but yeah that's Exactly, my complaint is like LA drivers act like with rain. They're like, we don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's super sunny here in Portland again, so I'm happy for that. And oh, speaking of roads, one of like the most famous scenes from the your the franchise you're most known for at this point in your career, uh, from Final Destination Two, the freeway log truck moment with the pile up and the logs flying at you, that lives like rent free in so many viewers' minds to this day. And with social media even like playing it back and forth like on TikTok I'm noticing that like people making jokes about it. Um is that the scene that gets mentioned the most to you, would you say? Um, definitely. And I and I have to, you know, it's it, I I'm actually very proud of that that scene. I mean, first of all, kudos to all the people who've been involved in all the the, the movies. And not even kudos, but so much appreciation for you know, James Wan, Glenn Morgan on the first film, and David Ellis and Eric Press and Jake Matthew Gruber on the second film, the writers and directors, and um, uh, Craig Perry, who's a producer as well. But I know for the second film, you know, I, I had a story, either that I sold to the studio, but I, I know when I was working with Craig on the opening, um, it was originally going to be a hotel fire. Um, these kids going on spring break, and it was going to be hotel fire, and Craig... You know, to his credit, he's always pushing people to do better. And he's just like, oh, we got to come up with something punchier than that. And um, I was driving home to Kentucky, which is actually, I was flying home to Kentucky when I got inspired for the first film. But, but I was driving home to, in Kentucky to see my mom, my mom, and I got behind one of those log trucks on the Bluegrass Mountain Parkway. And um, it hit me like, oh, fuck, this is the opening. So I, I pulled off and I called Craig and he was like, yes, <laughs> that is the opening that we, and, um, you know, I have to, you know, aside from the writers, you know, it's, it, it takes a village to make a movie. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah. you know, with, with us, with that scene in particular, um, we had David Ellis directing the second movie, uh, who's just a wonderful man who's not with us any longer, unfortunately, mm -hmm. but he had a stuff background. So we knew like, we didn't have to like write out massive details for that scene because he would come up with something better than we could think of just oh. because he knew how to shoot it. Yeah. And, um, Practically minded so, and everything knew how to realistically. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So he yeah. nailed that scene so much. It's actually one of my favorite top, maybe top five openings of a horror movie. And I, I don't think it's because I'm biased. <laughs> no, no. Um, I just, I think also just the way that David put it together. Yeah. So masterful. Like it's just a great, like I love that scene. I th yeah, it almost just encompasses Final Destination, I would almost say. Uh, like, a lot of people just almost just think of that scene, you know what I mean, like, as the definitive moment for the series in a way. Like, that, that's Final Destination, you know what I mean? Like, people, I think people yeah. even confuse that, they think it's the first movie, like, that's the second one, right? Yeah, so. Yeah. 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 No, that, was the, that was the second one, it was, which just, you know, a lot of, yeah, I, I still get the log truck, I'm, I'm tagged in something almost every, every <laughs> other week about the, the log 
log trucks. Um, and it, this is a horror fan. Um, it's cool, you know, mm-hmm. um, because it's, I always say like, if, if creator of the final destination film franchise is on my gravestone, like I'm going to, that I will be happy with that because just as a growing up as a horror geek to, to know something that started with you and again, had many amazing filmmakers work on it to, to bring it from conception of the idea to the screen. Um, but just to know that it's had an impact is on the horror genre is, um, who could ask for anything more, you know? Yeah. And you're still young. So I mean, you might do so, something else that's oh, even just I've, as big, I've some, but I've got some more things. I've got some more yeah. things on my, some more bloody tricks but I'm just saying like yeah besides you still blowing up like but I mean Final Destination, Final Destination alone could put you on the Mount Rushmore of horror in a lot of people's opinions but yeah who knows what yeah oh yeah like I, I've got some other stuff I'm excited about but um but just very very proud of the the impact that that, that and the fans you know who kept the franchise alive I mean you know they're they're um the six ones getting ready to start start shooting that's um, wild yeah yeah so it's been like i think it's been like 13 years since the last one so really um, wow time flies because like it does yeah it seems like it's like four years or less i would almost feel like but oh wow (laughs) i I wish because you know you start feeling old and people are like yeah i was 12 when that movie came. oh yeah yeah thank you but also screw you yeah no yeah Who was I talking to? I was talking to some guest, but we were talking about, like, I remember when I first, it was always just here in Portland, like, with my my Italian relatives, like, a lot of the ladies in the family, where they'd say, you never ask a woman her age. And I remember when I went, my first Hollywood party, I was saying to someone, um, when I was in Hollywood, that, like, I was talking to someone, I don't even know how age came up, if it's just a question, he said, well, how old are you? And you could hear a pin drop out of nowhere, and the guy turned and was like, you never, I probably meant more dramatically than it was, but you never ask an actor their age and i'm like whoa okay you know so but there's like there's like ageism in the business of people there is yeah I mean, so it's a little different I, I, and but <laughs> it's like if you didn't know tom cruise's age you know him jumping off buildings you might think he's in his late 40s maybe i mean uh, or something but just the fact that you know math is math and like well that top gun had to be x many years ago so it's like you know he wasn't nine oh, yeah, no, <laughs> but yeah <laughs> Can I change that? You know, <laughs> I, I don't care. I yeah. actually don't mind because my mom lived to be 97, so I'm just like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm halfway through life, so yeah. I've still got that oh, life. you never know with, me, with so. science and everything, maybe way longer, bro. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll, you know, Mr. <laughs> Moscow. I always forget if it's Elon or Ellen, so I don't want to say it wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. um, but but he's working on all this stuff, so maybe there'll be something that I can get where. Like, okay, I'm gonna be 200. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how things are going. If I want to yeah. be 200 or not. But, um, but I still have stories I want to tell. So, I mean, I remember, like, I think it was like late high school or high school. I was like, when like everyone heard about Viagra and like hair transplants and Rogaine's, I'm like, wow, I guess I'm covered in the future if that ever becomes a problem. And then, you know, and this <laughs> and that. And you're hearing about these billionaires trying to change out their blood to be 18 and like, okay. And so it's like, you never know. <laughs>
yeah. they were like, we do, not, we do not want to show death. And I'm like, I'm so glad that they thought that. Exactly. That's <laughs> part of the charm of it is like this, this death being like a, this force and you just never know, like, you know, is your, what's that fume in your car? Or is the, you know, the toaster being plugged in, you know, by the frying oil or, you know, yeah, it's just, it's kind of brilliant really, you know? Yeah, but it's it's always it's always after the fact when everybody's like, oh, that's awesome. But when you're trying to get somebody to finance a movie um, in a very risk averse business, um, <laughs> they're like, oh, this is uh, this doesn't make sense to us. You mm. can fight Jason or Freddy, but you yeah. can't fight death. Yeah, <laughs> it, gets, uh, it does get down to the numbers a bit. You know, like how do we sell the figures? How do we sell the pop Funko figures of Final Destination? Empty box. Well, that <laughs> I wasn't thinking. Yeah, that I wasn't. <laughs> That's the only <laughs> that's the only gripe I, I have. It's like, oh yeah, that was a great idea to make that your your killer, but um, yeah, you can't really have a toy line with that. <laughs> so that that was the only. I, I do want to have my action killer action figure um, someday. That's that's the one. That's my bucket list item that I have to. Uh, oh yeah, I'm like a child of the late 80s, late 80s, early 90s, so I was all about, you know, the kind of, I guess, that synergetic kind of universe that made sense and everything, and it's still at heart with, you know, He-Man and Transformers and G.I. Joe and and all that. They were all back and forth selling each other. Do you have a certain franchise or a, a horror character in mind created by Jeffrey uh, Reddick? Yeah, but, uh, they get, yeah I they have get a some... couple, actually. Ooh. Yeah, I have a couple, actually. It's just a matter of, um, yeah, with, with, when and if we get them made. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty optimistic about a couple of things. I have a slasher franchise that I wrote that um, I'm excited about. And then I, I, yeah, and I think that'll be my, my, my best bet. Obviously, I think, you know, slashers are kind of, you can, you can do it in supernatural, the supernatural mm-hmm. world as well. But I think slashers are kind of the best bet to, to get you a Halloween costume out there. Yeah. Um, well, what are, you've been, you've been on the list for a while, so like our patrons had a couple, uh, a little more time than the average guest we have on uh, to ask a couple questions. Um, one was um, kind of piggybacking on what you're talking about with this angel of death that was invisible, kind of what we were just talking about. Um, did a, it did a lot of other horror film uh, auteurs like thank you in a way because it almost seems like it follows and countdown owed uh, themselves to you and your final destination. So it's kind of like they're kind of like the cousins of that. I think that's what they were getting at. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I haven't really because I, I, I do give um, James and Glenn, James Long and Glenn Morgan credit mm-hmm. for really fighting to make sure that that death wasn't shown in, in the mm-hmm. film. Um, but I, yeah, I've never really. I, I've had people say, "Bring us something else like Final Destination." Um, <laughs> But then, or they'll say about that, but then they're saying that's too much like Final Destination. I, I think it definitely maybe opened the door a little bit, but I always, I never like to, unless, I never like to think that anything that I've done has, unless somebody tells me it inspired them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I, it's funny, I never think, of, oh, that was, uh, you know, that inspired, they were inspired by my movie to do that. Like, no one's ever said that that's anything specifically but i'm also just i think just with my the way my the way i think i i never i never think you know the only yeah. thing that i i know is i i will say like that the bus crash scene or ter- terry getting hit by the bus uh in the first final destination after that movie came out i noticed that shot happening a lot on like in horror like there was an a night where they were showing an episode of Supernatural and um, I forget what the other show was, maybe Grammar. It was, it was like two Supernatural shows at one, back to back, and they both had a, somebody stepping out on the street and getting hit by a bus, and I yeah. that was funny. Yeah, that, yeah, oh my god, you almost should be getting paid for that. They used to happen all the time, there was that shot, and there was a shot where like you'd see a happy couple talking in a car, and you're like, I've never seen these people talking in a car before, and then you know a car's gonna come and hit them from the driver's side. Yeah, there's yeah. always that shot where the guy walks, he's kind of cocky, or he has a comment, or the lady, or this... You know, the bitchy character, and they're in the street, walking backwards. Like, why are you walking backwards in the street? Because you're about to get hit by a bus. <laughs> it's like, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> almost every time. I almost want to make a movie where we do those shots and not have that happen. Like, oh, oh, shit. It's like oh, a... <laughs> yeah. Yes. A 
a tease, a tease of, of that happening. What would you call it, like a diet jump scare? <laughs> like a unloaded <laughs> jump scare? Oh. <laughs> um, or a, 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 a um, coitus interruptus. An edgy, an edging, if you will. <laughs> I'm yeah, almost there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening. It's not even happening, but it's not. <laughs> not getting that release. Yeah. <laughs> Well, being like primarily a writer for song, you're probably in this unique, you probably have a unique answer, but, um, you know, for however long it took to make it to sell that final destination script and you're making it and it's a hit. And then you're working on the sequel pretty much, pretty much right off the bat again. My inquiry is like, what was your first, wow, I made it in Hollywood moment. Like, was it like, you know, after a big meeting, a follow-up meeting or turning something down or, you know, um, That's a funny question. Uh, oh, I've been asked before, but it's because I, I had such an interesting journey mm -hmm. uh, with Final Destination because I worked at the studio that made it. I worked at New Line. So mm. I had. Um, oh, like your day job was there. You were like yeah, there. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, worked, I literally worked at the studio. So um, you were Clark Kent I, before you were Superman there. <laughs> <You're> like, yes. <laughs> so I, I actually, and I worked out of New York. So I didn't mm. work in the LA office with, with all the celebrities and stuff like that. So. Oh. You know, during during the process of final destination, like I was I, I was, you know, involved as far as like all the rewrites, you know, Bob Shea would send them to me and I would give notes and things like that. Um, but I, I after the first movie came out, I stayed at New Line. Um, I developed the story for the sequel and I sold it <laughs> to New Line. And then that's finally when my boss at New Line was like, Jeffrey, like, we love you, but you're you're an actual writer now, so go out and you know, you don't need to work. You don't need yeah. to work here anymore. Just go out and be a writer. You're too big for the oh, new yeah. line britches. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I left. I left New Line, and, and I was going to stay in New York, but then 9/11 happened, so I finally came out oh, to wow. LA. Yeah. Um, and yeah, by the time I got out to LA, you know, I came out to LA after the second movie was already, sh sh you know, shooting. So mm -hmm. I wasn't here mm -hmm. to like take advantage. Mm -hmm. Like when the first movie came out, to take advantage of like. Oh, it's going to all It came out way before memes, right? We had like the the old yeah. '90s sweaters and stuff. At least the look of it in the film wasn't that was it 2000 or it wasn't late. 2001. Oh, okay. 2000. 2000 oh, no, wait a minute. The first one came out in 2000, and I mm. think the second one. Is, yeah. May have come out in 2001, but it may have been 2002. Yeah, so I saw that kind of that '90s feel. So yeah, but yeah, totally, huh? Um, and the yeah, internet I wasn't think, really big um, till '03 or '02. I remember when the internet was yeah. like was what it kind of is today. <laughs> yeah, and it still was a while because you know I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm working on other projects and just you know living my life and doing things, and then you know then I start seeing like even you know years you know it's going to be it's going to give out 2000, so it's going to be the 25th anniversary. Oh yeah, at least it's easy. At least that's easy know, math, isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know wow. I. I That's really cool, yeah, because it's like, that was yeah. A cool thing. And it's a testament uh, I, to how well shot it was, because when you see it on in like TikTok or Instagram or real form, whatever you call that form, you know, um, oh, it doesn't yeah. seem dated. It's not like, oh, this is like a 1987 Ghostbusters shot. It's like, no, this could have been shot last year. And, you know, it's like, yeah. but it's a classic, though, you know, but yeah. I, you know what's funny? Oh, some wow. good trivia you probably know. I wonder what, what was the first Final Destination that had a smartphone in it? Was it just the last one or two before it, maybe? <laughs> It obviously um, wasn't the first one. <laughs> well, it wasn't the last one because of the, the um, twist at the end. For those who haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil it. Okay. Um, but there's a twist at the end, so um, which I'm kind of spoiling by saying. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
yeah, I think they had the clunker phones in the first one in the 2000s. Yeah, um, I remember that. The whole, that the brick front the Nokia just, Yeah, the phones are just big. <laughs> um, mm. And the second one, the phone, yeah, the phones started getting smaller by the second movie. And I think the third one maybe was the, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm, I'm just trying to visualize it. I don't think the third one had the big clunky phones in them. Um, so while you <laughs> while you weren't in Hollywood for the first one, um, what was what's like your quintessential moment of, you know, since you're you know more behind the scenes for the first well for for the films of those for Final Destination, like we, were you ever next to someone talking about it who didn't know who you were and they're you know eating up this creation of yours, you know, like oh my god, I love it, I can't wait to see it, or you know, was there anything like that? Were you around people talking yeah. about Final Destination or? You're like, oh my god, they don't know it's me. That certainly happened after the first film. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because everything, because again, working at the studio, everything was, you know, we, I was looking at everything differently. Because I know we opened, I think, at number three at the box office that week. But usually during the week, the numbers start dropping. Um, and a lot of movie, horror movies will drop off like 50%. You know, after its opening weekend, but our numbers started going up during the week. Mm. So the studio was like, "Oh, this is like a word of mouth kind of hit." So then they started putting more money into it. So it's very interesting when you're behind the scenes because you don't get to necessarily enjoy a movie. You know, it, it, this isn't a complaint because I'm so freaking grateful, but mm. you don't get to enjoy a movie like you would if you just sold a movie to a studio and then didn't hear anything until it came out. Um, and saw with an audience. So I like I was there while they were test screening it. You know, like we were one of the first movies to use the um, audience reactions in the marketing. Like, oh, okay. Like, you yeah. know, the test screenings, the audience yeah. like screams. So they they put that in the marketing materials. Oh. Um, so it was all very business. Like I was like watching the numbers every day coming in, the box office numbers. Um, and then I know when they decided, I already started working on a sequel idea anyway. <laughs> um, and then they ended up, they bought my story, and then they bought um, a story from Eric Bress and J. Mackie Cooper, who did the butterfly effect uh, mm. prior to Final Destination 2, and they've done a lot of stuff since then. And Eric actually came back um, for part five of Final Destination, uh, the Final Destination, which obviously wasn't the Final Destination. Um, yeah. And, um, and um, yeah, so, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I sold the story, and I'm, you know, an executive producer on that one, so I was you know, involved, you know, more upfront creatively on the second one. But I was also in New York and then 9-11 happened. <laughs> so then oh. I moved out to LA. So there, you know, there's a lot of, there was a lot of like heavy kind of life stuff yeah. going on, or real world stuff going on. Where were you? If it's not too heavy, uh, where were you during 9-11? Were you like, you know, fairly um, safe distance or? No, I was, hmm. a, I was in Battery Park City. So we were oh. probably like, six blocks from the World Trade Center. So yeah, so um yeah. Uh it was it was a very very strange I don't even yeah. It's just a very still a very weird thing to to think about and try to process. Um thankfully I I didn't personally lose anybody that I know. I, Mm. I definitely had some friends who yeah. You know, some really good yeah. friends who lost some some friends of theirs, which is, but it was just a horrible time. But yeah. on the the only positive was like that was you know one of the first times, one of the only times I think since I've been alive where I really saw, you know, not only our country but the world kind of really come together, um, mm-hmm. in a very supportive way. And it was um that was the only positive to kind of come out of that while it lasted. But um, but yeah, I was going to stay in New York, but we but. We lived right off the water, so they were bringing rubble down 24-7, like mm. clearing out the rubble and putting it on barges. So finally, my roommate and I were like, let's just, we got to get to go to LA. Yeah. <laughs> Time to go to Los Angeles. So you had to go no matter um, what, but at least you had something, you know, kind of a, like a bright place to go, you know, like a, yeah. a set up. Yeah, yeah. And I put off, yeah, I was very much a creature of habit, so I put mm. off moving out to LA for so long and, you, you know, Career-wise, looking back, like that's probably the only thing I would do different is I would have the minute New Line bought Final Destination, I would have moved out to LA. Um, but again, I I learned a long time ago not to live 
so I'm glad I finally got out of here, but it took me long enough. Mm. Well, Patron just sent, well, minutes ago sent a question. Um, that's pretty interesting. Um, speaking of Final Destination still, uh, was there ever talk of a Final Destination TV series at all? Um, yes. And hmm. for some reason, and I, I have no idea why, um, I, the studio's just not been interested in, in doing it as a series. I don't know if it's because they don't want to, I don't, I don't know why. I don't hmm. know if they don't want to oversaturate the yeah. brand or whatever, but yeah, we, I mean, I had an idea for a series hmm. and I know, I know a ton of people would <laughs> pitch, um, the studio for, about a series and a, a lot of networks have reached out about doing a series and, yeah. um, yeah, just never. Without spoiling any potential script you might might sell in the future, like uh, what would that kind of look like? Because I was telling my head when I was just after I asked that, I was thinking like, how would that? Would it be better as a film series? Because then it's like you know, isolated stories, or I mean, would that be like a detective who's like on the case of what's going on with these with these deaths, or what would the kind of story be with that? If it's a an ongoing series, did you have a? I mean, I, I think there's well, if so you can many say. Yeah. I think there's yeah no I think there's so many ways you could do it you could mm. do it in an anthology kind of thing and mm. oh, yeah. my 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 idea was that you know these premonitions were starting to happen like spread you know kind of like the first movie like you realize everybody's was alive because of the people cheating up in the first movie like you know I was kind of I haven't looked at it in a while but my idea was 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 basically like these premonitions were starting to happen more frequently. Um, so, and there were, you know, investigating the cause behind the premonitions and, you know, what was, what was causing people to miss their time to die. And I was kind of setting up a super, bigger kind of supernatural world, but I, you know, there's so many ways you could go with, um, a series, I think, like this, but it's, it's probably best, you know, in the long run, I think it's, it's better to, to not over saturate mm -hmm. <laughs> with like a TV series and a, you know, I mean, there was a comic series and there was a book series oh, for a while, cool. but yeah, but I think it's probably better, um, to, to not do it, like to have the, the pauses in there because like the, the new one, um, from everything that I've read and seen is just going to be fantastic. And they, mm. John Watts, who, uh, did the Spider-Man movies, mm -hmm, yeah. uh, the, the ones with Tom Holland, he came up with the story, um, uh, the writing team from Scream worked on the script, oh, wow. uh, the directors yeah. of Freaks are directing it, um, so we have like a, just a super A-list of people working mm -hmm. on it, and they're all passionate about it, and love the franchise, and you really want that as opposed to like a studio that's like, let's just keep cranking these out every couple of years yeah. uh, to make a buck. <laughs> yeah. Huh, very cool. Oh, and I had a recently, uh, last episode, in fact, uh, Daniel Roebuck, who was a uh, representative law enforcement. Oh, yeah. I believe, I know at least two of the final destinations he was in. I remember when I was rewatching. Um, and now you, you're working in front of the camera now, a little more than uh, usual. Like, did you always have a an itch for acting, or was it ever yeah, neck and neck? Yeah, that was my, yeah, acting was actually my, what I wanted to do originally. Like, I, knew, I came to New York to and went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Um, but this was in the early 90s, and uh, non-traditional casting was just not on anybody's radar mm. back then. And because I'm, you know, biracial, it's like, mm. well, you know, you're not black enough for the, you know, to play the thugs and the criminals, mm. and you're light-skinned, so we don't know what, it, yeah, they just didn't know what to do with me mm. casting-wise. It was, it was a very... It was a much different time in the 90s than it is today. So uh, I was like, well, screw it. I'll just write stuff and be in it. But then I kept getting older, and I kept writing about teenagers getting murdered. So I'm like, well, I can't be a teenager anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I've got to, I've got to do, like, cameos um, in small parts and things uh, just to scratch that itch. But I, it's not something I've pursued full-time because that's a whole other – to pursue it full-time is a whole other – you have to you're jumping professions basically mm -hmm. um so um i figured i'll just i'll keep doing it just doing my little cameo thing to keep that itch scratched oh very um, cool it's a cool signature though <laughs> like like stan lee or stephen king being in like things and stuff yeah 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 i'll just i'll do the stan lee thing for and then <laughs> maybe at some point i'll do something a, a little bigger um 
but mm. that's what's cool about just you know thinking about the future it's like i still have stories i want to tell but i also you know and i have found some really talented people that i'm, I'm you know working on getting their stories out there and it's just oh, very cool yeah so it's it's just yeah it's just a it's an exciting time but the business is also changing too um, yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking the other day, like, what? I mean, it feels like we're getting. There has to be a new kind of release entity, kind of like what. Remember, there was that Quibi that was going to pop out. Then, like, the quarantine happened, where people wanted needed more long form stuff. It almost seems like tension spans. Yeah. We need like kind of like a short something. I mean, we're going to still need series and movies, but I almost feel like there needs to be some sort of like I don't know, TikToky, Instagrammy something you know because <laughs> yeah and, and I, well, I think the biggest thing is like everybody you know this since all the there's so many mergers going on all the time now so you have oh like, my god all yeah these streamers that started out separately and then they started merging and then they're getting bought by studios and then now you know it's almost like by the time we get done with all this merging we're going to streaming is going to be back to probably like three networks you know mm -hmm. it's like oh you get this bundle yeah how could it not be yeah services and or this bundle that has all these services um so it's just it's it's a t it's a tough time if you're in the business because a lot of companies are just laying off a bunch of people like so mm, you know a studio, a studio that oh. you've dealt with yeah a studio that you've dealt with for like you know, 20 years all of a sudden lays off everybody because they just merge with somebody else. And then it's like, okay, um, well, now they yeah. don't know what they're doing as far as like their new, their new direction. And so not, and not to bash any, any companies at all, but like, it's like, I still don't know where HBO is. Like, is it max? Is HBO gone? I think I was talking max. with Fred Melamed and I was like, so is HBO's name gone? But then I see something still on HBO original, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's just so funny. Cause yeah. when I was a kid and I couldn't even afford cable, HBO was like this golden name. You know what I mean? Like when I saw in the, the black and white newspaper, like RoboCops on this Sunday, I'm like, wow, that's so cool. And on, on home box office, that sounds so cool. You know? And now it's like, HBO has gone to max. I'm like, well, HBO was kind of, wasn't HBO kind of better than max before? So you know, then other, I mean, they're both cool. Yeah. And now they're merged and like, I'm like, max, how about both? Well, they, you know, I, they, did, they did that because HBO was considered a cable network. Yeah. Um, which meant that they had to kind of follow like all the union rules for okay. actors and directors and writers. Yeah. And Max is, is Max is considered a streamer. So mm. it's, it, 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 I mean, I, I will say like, I think it was probably one of the stupidest things mm. <laughs> ever heard in the business. Cause HBO was like the big, yeah, it you was know, kind of like when someone just, you know, like it was to the point where like, if someone said like, they want a soda and you're saying Coke, but you don't even mean Coke, you mean soda. It was that big. Like HBO was that yeah. kind of big of a name. It's like, guys, what's wrong? Yeah. It's like. So change it, to change it to where it's like. It's just funny. Know, Cinemax became like Skinemax. Yeah. And I just thought, I was like, yeah. And not to bash Cinemax or anything like that. Because the best show yeah. ever could be on this network or that work or anywhere network. But I mean, like, it's just kind of funny. It's like, huh. <laughs> it's like. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I say, yeah, sometimes they make corporate decisions for, for reasons that um, you're just like, yeah, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and they're all merging. Like late last night, I was watching something, and it was on one of my things that I again I don't want to throw any companies under the bus, but it was one of those streaming sites that has no commercials, you know. Uh, and I'm watching it says, and the first thing when I go to their the app on my, my big screen, it says something like, "We've changed our thing, and now there's limited ads." And to not get limited, I'm like, "Whoa!" It was the first time I was doing that. I'm like, "Not yet. I'll see how many ads there are." <laughs> you know, something like that. And, it's just funny, you know. Ironically, I think the the ones I pay for, because you know, sometimes you just share passwords with people. But um, and I think yeah. I have like most or all the streaming things. But the, I think the only one or two, two now that I pay for have ads, <laughs> and the ones I don't that have like you know, family or friend or ex girlfriend's password, like oh, no ads still. Like okay, <laughs> yeah, it's just no, it's, they're all yeah, they're all getting a little crazy with the. My, like Amazon Prime now, yeah, it just went up if you don't want ads on it. Oh, isn't that um, crazy? Like, well, can you call it Prime still then? Come on. <laughs> Not to knock them. Like, don't turn off my Prime, guys. Prime. I still get packages. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Timu exclusive. <laughs> oh, and I got I got a note today um, by one of my techs. Um, 
helping me get the name of them right. Uh, you have you have the distinct honor of being um, our first guest that has the boobs and blood. You're in the boobs boobs and blood hall of fame. <laughs> I hope that's a good thing. That's good. Do you remember yeah, who else was in your who else was in your hall of fame class? That's a, I mean it's awesome that you're in hall of fame. Um, I I think that I, I think that was me that year. Like I don't. Oh, yeah, it's like you, it's um, one person that you. Yeah. Mm. Um, where's my boobs and blood <laughs> award I, I, it's a very nice award it's just uh, oh yeah yeah it's pretty see i'm envisioning like, a, i'm envisioning like a sculpture of breasts with like red blood over it no is that not what it looks like is it no oh, okay no it's just like a crystal it was like in 2018 it's a crystal mm. like boobs and blood international film festival hall of fame cool um and it's like a crystal like it's a it's a very nice like crystal mm. very heavy <laughs> award um very and, cool. uh, so yeah, that's very funny. I, I some someday I aspire for a Saturn award, but I will be quite happy with my boobs yeah. and blood award. Saturn will be right next to <laughs> it. Yeah, there'll be bookends. <laughs> 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 what now? What was that for? What was that for? A certain final destination, or or Tamara, or a different yeah. project, or? No, it was just um, general. I mean, general contributions. To mm. the, oh, cool! Even better, right? Yeah. 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 So speaking of conventions, is there in since there's no like you know actual death character you know so to speak in physical form, do um is there a general consensus on what the best Final Destination kind of costume is? It is what a certain character wore or a certain or a certain look you know from I a have... kill or anything, or are they wearing the Final Destination t-shirts from the first film, maybe the poster or something? Or yeah, like I haven't seen any like the, I, I will say I went to a. Uh convention in Pikeville, Kentucky last year, and, or this year, this past year, I'm sorry, we started a new year, I'm a little, a little confused, but, um, <laughs> yeah, we, uh, there was a guy there that makes, um, dolls, like, kind of Barbie dolls for, and he made a Alex Barbie doll from Final Destination and a Tamara oh, okay. Barbie doll, um, so he, he made them, and I was like, this is, like, the coolest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> did, did you have you sign them, or what? about some of your new projects like Night Candy and New Fear's Eve? Uh, new Fear's Eve is finished filming. Mm. Um, oh, cool. And we, yeah, we're, we're in post right now on that. That was a an indie project that was shot in, in Kentucky. Um, I knew the filmmakers are friends of mine and uh, Felissa Rose, um, who everyone you know knows from Sleepaway Camp, among many, many mm -hmm. other things. She's, she's just an amazing woman and Dave Sheridan who played Goofy and Scary Movie and he's got a lot of credits as well like uh, we produced it um, and again really supporting indie film and it's a horror comedy um, about a killer that strikes a New Year's Eve party and it definitely leans more into the comedy mm. you know but it's mm -hmm. very bloody like it's mm. and it's got a cool killer and very very many and there are many kills I think there's probably more kills on this movie than any horror movie oh very cool <laughs> scrappy indie style and, and, 
in Kentucky, and uh, yeah, that's coming out. Um, there's a, a movie called Psycho Pomp that, that I produced with um, mm. a, a production movie called Camp Lucky in Texas uh, that my friend Paul Etheridge wrote and directed. Uh, he's a great uh, writer-director. He actually, uh, right out of film school, did a, a, a first gay slasher film called Hellbent. Mm. Um, shot on a super shoestring budget but really I, I still I saw it before I met him and I thought it was really good mm. um, and then after I met him I was like no I really liked it before I met you like, um, so this is like a kind of a oh, how do I, I actually haven't really pitched it before but so I'm trying to oh, so, uh, psych- you talking about Psychopomp or yeah Psychopomp yeah, I saw it in the trades. Uh, I, also, I, I know that name, yeah. It's kind of yeah, different. So, yeah, you know, we have a really, really cool cast, and, um, you know, horror fans in particular will be excited because Shawnee Smith is in it Ooh. from the Saw franchise. But we have an amazing cast, and it's it's just about a family that's fostering a child, and um, things things go horribly awry. Okay. <laughs> and that's... Yeah, so that's in post-production right now, so I'm excited for that film as well, and um, yeah, I guess I have a couple of scripts out there that I'm working on um, of my own, and then I'm producing, like, you know, there's a project called Sketch that I'm working with, Lance Bass's production company, mm. and Thomas Hill Films, and Colton Tran, um, who's directed uh, quite a few, like, indie horror films, it's, it's an original project by him and his writing partner and he's directing it and hmm. called sketch you said? Right now. yeah is what's that about yeah. sketch something uh, sketchy I, or sketch film? oh okay yeah nda baby in episode one or two of this show like i was like you know i i learned in the biz never to even talk about stuff until it's coming out because it sucks like if you're in something that just doesn't happen you're in this great pilot it's so amazing and inventive and it's part of your soul and like oh, it's not coming out and then you know people are like yeah. oh hey whatever happened you know thanksgiving like whatever happened with that jennifer garner thing like eh, shut the fuck up please or something like that. <laughs> like, a, like a bad divorce or a bad breakup you have like please shut up or things coming out so you're good you know what i mean so i don't know how much you can change that would, it would affect you negatively so i think you're you're good to go and and it sounds like you're like me where you just can't stop creating no matter what so like whatever form yeah. presentation of art comes with you'll be you know you know <laughs> yeah yeah no it's hard for me to like stop you know i need to be doing something all the time so um so whether it's writing or there's a couple of things I really want to direct or it's producing mm-hmm. acting for sure is something I, 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 I miss. So I, that's another thing I want to, you know, bit my toe back into, um, oh, but, very cool. you know, it's, it's kind of, do you have yeah, a dream, kind of do you have a dream to... role? Do you have a dream role at all? Uh, oh, or no. a type of role that you'd no. want to play that you'd like, man, I always want to play this gritty detective. I might have the chance or no. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would certainly love to play a few, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know which. Just they could just make up a mutant for me. Do you have um, Do you have a favorite mutant you always wanted to play or not? Or. <laughs> um. Not really. Like, I mean. No. I mean, Storm no. is probably one of my favorite Ooh. X-Men, but I definitely. Yeah. I'd have to gonna, twist it a bit, no. but you know. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play. Yeah, I'm not gonna play Storm. I, I would well, you could be a. Storm. You could be like a Storm. <laughs> storm power related character, like um. <laughs> Tempest, we'd call you, or something, or yeah, you know yes. what I mean. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I get like when my hair just shoots out like Calyx, like Wolverine naturally, and I'm Italian Scottish, so I'm hairy. And people have nicknamed me Wolverine, and like 
I remember when Simon Liu, I think I'm saying the name right, like, uh, did that hashtag to get uh, cast as Shang Chi. Like, Marvel guys, you know, I keep wanting to send Jim. I keep wanting to do Jim picks with the hashtag, like, you know, Marvel Wolverine, new MCU, right? Wow. <laughs> I'll nail the audition. <laughs> like, I'll be thirty percent cheaper than anyone else. <laughs> anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I will shred the audition. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, um, what was Night Candy about? I don't think you told me that. Oh, it says you're in uh, Night Candy. Is that, I mean, let's read that wrong. Hang on a second. No, you may not have read it wrong. I have to. You're like, I have so many projects, Kevin. No, I no, don't no, know. no, no, no. <laughs> I, I absolutely don't mean it like that. Oh, no, no, no. Sometimes people, yeah. people change titles mm. on Yeah, I don't want to get in trouble either. If it's a, yeah, yeah, no, 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 because okay. it's on IMDb. Yeah, no, I'm gonna, hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do a part in that. But hmm. um, yes. Oh, cool! Yes. More, um, more acting, you mean, right? Another cameo, or yeah, or... yeah, yeah it'll, I'll, I'll be doing a small part in oh, that, and that's cool. with um, Frank Stevens, who's like just more icon from Slumber Party Massacre, and Jeff Dylan Graham, who's a Dear friend, um, mm. and Alyssa Dowling. Yeah, so, okay, that just took me a second to, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's something, um, that's coming, upcoming, that, um, hopefully, hopefully we'll be shooting sometime this summer. Hmm. That's so awesome. Yeah, I love, and there's, like, a lot of independent film, a lot of independent horror film going on here in, uh, Portland, for example. Like, did Gwignol Fest and all that. So, yeah, I mean, no, yeah, I'm, I'm in the same, uh, gear house as you, for sure. Well, that's what's cool is like there's kind of a horror there's a, like horror communities in almost every yeah state. it connects a lot of people yeah, I remember I love it. yeah when I was like a little kid I wasn't crazy about horror I loved like I'd always say well, I like good horror films because I almost didn't get like when people like being scared per se but um yeah you know there's just this creativity and even like the biggest horror films often have like this um independent quality to them you know that this the spirit yeah. generally usually. So it's like, it's really cool. Like I, you can blow up, you might see some brand new inter, in, uh, independent horror fan franchise blow up into mainstream with like an all new cast of like unknowns virtually, you know? And like, oh, yeah. yeah, so I love that vibe. Yeah, that's what I love. That's mm -hmm. what I love about the genre is you, you never know what's going to kind of take off next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I've said to people, like, uh, especially in recent years, like film is film. So it's like some, I've been on sets with like, I've been on some student, couple student films where they're more professional than like bigger budget things and you just never oh, yeah. know you're gonna get on Absolutely. film sets there's always just kind of like I, I said to um a couple guests like the war of film where it's like you know sometimes the biggest budget thing to get like this shot is like the most it's done in the most ghetto way but it looks beautiful or amazing or you know what i mean so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, i think with indie, indie films you know you really because you're definitely not in it for the paycheck <laughs> so you have to really love film um and so i think that that's why you see a lot of, you know, you can find a lot of gems out there in the in the indie film world because people really kind of put everything into it. And I think once you, the, you know, the more you get into like the studio thing, that's where you have people start worrying about like four quadrant films and is this going to reach the widest audience? And you know, that's when you start having to like sanitize things or mm -hmm. people are they don't want to deviate from a formula so then you start you know by the 10th sequel <laughs> you know instead of doing something original they're like well let's just do another sequel of this other movie because it's a safer bet financially mm -hmm. um, and sometimes that can pay off like the new saw i thought was amazing mm -hmm. um so I, yeah. so sometimes that can pay off but you again you have to get people doing it for the right reasons i mean mm -hmm. obviously people want to make money but you know i feel like with saw X, they were like People love Tobin Bell. Like, let's cool. give him a Tobin Bell fucking movie. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, it was so good. Love Tobin um, Bell. I was rewatching um, Alias, that you know, spy show recently, and like Tobin Bell was in it. They had a lot of like great people like that just guest starring. And I was like, holy shit, yeah. Tobin Bell. Yeah, he definitely has that beyond gravitas. Jeez. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'd love to see um, him and Tony Todd in a movie together. Oh my god, yeah. Oh. 
I'm sure they, they may have done a movie together now. Somebody was like, hey, done a movie together. But anyway, yeah, they're, they're, they're both like actors that um, just have this enormous. Like, yeah, that'd be, a, that'd be like, a yeah, you wouldn't be able to blink in any scenes. You'd be like, oh my God. Yeah, it's just like. <laughs> huh. Oh, one thing, um, Patreon brought to my attention, um, last week before we were uh, pitching you some longtime fans of your franchise may be surprised to learn that the original title of final destination was not final destination, but was in fact flight 180. What made you change yeah. the longtime scripts title to this iconic now, you know, legacy forming final destination. Like, well, a, we, they, we called it flight 180 when I sold it, but I kind of already knew like, it gonna Oh, change. it's going to be a, Was that the flight number when you first came up with? Because you said you came up with it um, when you were on a flight, right? Yeah. It wasn't actually when it, uh. Yeah. Well, that wasn't the flight that I was on, but there mm. wasn't, and I don't, I think this was probably subconsciously, but there was a flight 180 from New York to Los mm. Angeles. Like on the board. The yeah. And I just liked that number. Yeah. And you're doing a 180. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just, I liked, I just liked that. And then I remember my boss being like, fuck you, Jeffrey. <laughs> I had to take that flight. Um, but yeah, just from a sales point of view, we do we couldn't call it that because it would feel like an airplane movie, and then it could there were more, obviously, which was the hope. Um, yeah, well, that's, again, Final Destination is a pretty funny yeah, title it's so brilliant because it's so air, airplane related still. <laughs> well, it, but it's also then it's like you just also set yourself up for jokes when you do a sequel. It's like, well, apparently it wasn't the Final Destination. Oh. Did you did you hear that a lot from people? Or? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, of God. course. Were there headlines saying Final Destination takes off at the box office when it was blown up? Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Oh, there's, okay. always, there's always puns on the, on the title when they can do them. So, um, I have, um, yeah, I always give credit to Brett Lightner for coming up with that title because I, I, I remember it, I remember it well when he came up to me. He's like, what about this? That's brilliant. Like, that yeah. Brilliant. Let's just hope the executives like it. And they did. So, um, so, Brett will always, always be the guy who gave the title. Kudos to him. Oh, and a flight, flight-related segue. How many messages did you receive um, after that? Uh, I want to say was it Alaska Airlines when that uh, flight panel flew off midair? Oh, people hit yeah. you up saying, "Hey, whoa!" You know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That was a busy, that was a busy day on, on social media. <laughs> um, I got tagged a lot in that. <laughs> uh. Which I don't mind, as long as nobody, like, so far people have been great. Like, nobody's actually sent me, like, a Final Destination thing where somebody's actually died. Oh, like, God, yeah. Somebody, oh. Like, you know, there's a crash where somebody actually dies, don't send me that. Like, I, you know, the movies I love, but, mm -hmm. you know, real-life tragedies I do not love. I'm, I'm like most horror writers that I know, like, we are big softies <laughs> about mm. life and people dying. Mm. Um, really disturbs us, so... Oh, yeah. right about it um but yeah so that one I, I definitely like all the social media they were like oh have you seen this like, yeah like, only about 50, <laughs> only about 50 times, but thank you it's still fun it's fun yeah yeah, it was surprising. I mean, it was crazy in worldwide news, but like it's right above Portland here too. So I was like, "Oh, great!" You know, something. Like <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's getting closer. No. I know. I mean, I guess ironically, I 
technically it should be the safest time to fly right now because they should be quadruple checking, right? I mean, just to, yeah. <laughs> at this point, I would hope. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's another bane of technology. Everyone's on their phones. Everyone's being zombied into their phones and not doing their final checks and the bolts and the hoy and yeah. I know it's crazy. Yeah, it was. I mean, of course, Spirit. It wasn't even Spirit Airlines. It's like Alaska Airlines. Like, Come on, guys. <laughs> That's the joke, yeah. Yeah. I know. I I mean, I will say for Spirit, when I flew, the most recent time I flew was Spirit. Spirit, ironically enough, it was it was just fine. (laughs) Flew Vegas and Spirit. (laughs) Yeah. We're taking a lot of your time, Jeffrey. Is there any projects from your catalog that people are less aware of you'd want to, like, uh, shed some light on? Like, hey, guys, want to show some love to this streaming? Or Yeah, no, I think, um, you know, one of the movies that I that I had a lot of fun with and am happy with how it turned out is Tamara, which is kind of was my homage to, like, Carrie. Oh, yeah. I love, yeah, I love the Carrie. Show, yeah. I love Carrie, except, you know, I was, I was like, oh, I hate that you have to wait till the end of the movie before she starts getting revenge on the bully. So I kind of wanted to do a little homage to that. And the funny thing is it came out maybe two or three years before Jennifer's Body, but then people started, because the posters are, were kind of similar, people started saying, oh, Jeffrey ripped off Jennifer's Body. I'm like, hey, Thank look you. at the release date. So, I mean, <laughs> our, movie, our movie came out oh, way before wow. Jennifer's Body. But, um, you know, I, that movie's a lot of fun. I mean, the thing is, you, you learn to, you know, working at a studio, like, you realize that once you sell your project, like, you don't have any say in how it turns out. So mm-hmm. a director can come on board that has a different vision than you had when you were writing it. Um, and so much can change from studio notes and director notes. And so I've learned to, because obviously just making a living in the field that you love is like, the dream so mm-hmm. it's it's so i'm very grateful for for everything that's come out even the stuff that is a lot different than how i imagined it to be but you know tamra's a lot of fun if it wasn't called day of the dead um if it was just called zombies attack uh the day of the dead remake that steve minor did would is a fun movie mm-hmm. on its own if it wasn't called day of the dead i'm already <laughs> saying all of that stuff <laughs> um and I directed my first film, like, super low-budget indie film called Don't Look Back, uh, which is more of a, a thriller than straight-up horror because the nature of it is you don't know if, if there's a killer, if there's a supernatural mm. force behind the, what's going on. So I couldn't show any of the actual murders, which there was a part of me that was like, I probably shouldn't do this for my first movie because people are going to hear Final Destination and they're going to expect blood. Um, and a, a lot of blood and, and guts and stuff like that. So, um, but I, I, especially considering how little money we had, um, I'm really proud of it. This is a first film, first mm. feature. Oh, where is that? Is that stream? Is that stream anywhere? Oh, cool. Yeah, that's on TV now, or it's on. You know, if, if, if people want to spend money, they can go get it on iTunes or, yeah. or any of the services. But it is playing on TV. And what was that one and called? Cameras on TV. Uh, don't look back. Don't look. Oh yeah, don't look back. Yeah, yeah. Don't look back. And Tamara's on TV as well, or the last time I... Yeah, okay, because, like, about a couple weeks ago, uh, when we were first talking to you, or talking to you recently, yeah, I think I would, I probably did a search on Tubi or Roku, what have you, and Tamara with the red poster, and her, and, uh, don't look, but doesn't have, like, a crow or something that I want to say on the poster? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. So, um, well, I'm going to yeah, watch one of those tonight with company, and, uh, I urge everyone else to as well. Very cool.
probably see horror movies that I love or, you know, if my friends do something that's cool, I, you know, I'll tweet about it or post about it. Um, just, you know, I just love the genre so much. So anytime I see something cool, it's like, oh, you guys should check this movie out. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a close-knit community now. It's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the things I love about the genre. It, it, it's, it, it's the, even amongst the filmmakers, but also amongst the fans. And, you know, um, it is a very great supportive community. So um glad to have always been a horror nerd and, you know, will be a horror nerd till the day I die, which hopefully will be a long, long time from oh, yeah. now. But <laughs> <laughs> More of the journey, less of the destination, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff, we're taking enough of your time today, but uh, before you oh, go, no. what's your ultimate goal, would you say, that you haven't accomplished? What's your final destination, if you will? <laughs> I mean, my ultimate goal, uh, I mean, would be to to have my own production company mm. um, where, I, where I was able to just kind of either, not just finance my stuff, but just finance movies that I believe in. Um, oh, yeah. so that's, that's kind of what I'm, I really want to work on kind of this is the next chapter of my life mm. begins. Cause I, I just find a, you know, I do find a lot of talented people out there, but there's just not much I can do because <laughs> yeah. I don't have the money. Yeah. So, you know, um, so if I were to, you know, have a production company, you know, where I could finance projects and set them up, that would, that's kind of really where I kind of want to start putting my focus and, and definitely I still am interested in acting. So I, I want to do, do some, some more of that, but I still have some scripts that I want to direct for sure. Um, yeah. And again, still more stories I want to tell. So part of me just kind of, you know, I ended up here in COVID working on animated shows, a couple of animated, uh, you know, young adult cartoons oh. on Netflix. And it was amazing. So I always just like to stay open to whatever kind of comes my way. Cause you never know. Yeah. you know what life's gonna swing at you so um yeah the production company is my goal um but it'll be interesting to see where i am in five years <laughs> yeah no definitely yeah so i guess i, I have yeah totally different, who knows? <laughs> i have the same goal and like you know production company name and everything but it's going to be all independence for a while but uh yeah it sounds like you're definitely you're on the road to it for sure i'm most surprised you don't have one yet that but yeah you're definitely yeah. gonna hit that goal yeah I, yeah, I, I believe it. Definitely so, sooner than I'm later. Excited. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And uh, if MCU <laughs> or the DC Universe is listening, uh, cast him as a superhero mutant or uh, what do they call him in the DC Universe? I can't remember. Um, not mega. Are they meta? Meta? Meta, meta, meta human. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or impact. Human or mutant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me some weird power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe we should write some sort of horror movie mutant superhero type thing, you know, almost like a like a Brightburn thing with mutants or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I thought about that. I thought about that. But there's such a superhero fatigue right now. It's, there is, yeah. I'm even kind of feeling. I'm, yeah. I'm an OG comic nerd who, like, you know, I used to like get a bunch of comics and take them down to Rocco's Pizza, which is not even around anymore in Portland, and read them and stuff. And as before, comics were cool, you know. And it's, yeah, no, it's, it's no, kind of wild. Same way. so many things that we have to watch to keep up with the next movie yeah. um yeah we'll have to go watch tv shows and <laughs> read comics and see this movie because of the end credit is really crucial to this next movie just slow down a little bit mm -hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. awesome well thank you for am i the 25th what what's uh, let's I? see you're uh 23rd 24th i gotta double check oh, okay. episode yeah anything in my yeah, I'm in my 20s. That's my You're age. in your 20s, yeah, um, officially. I'm in my 20s. You so could focus on, if you're years. on a lie detector, you could focus on that. It'll be the truth, and boom. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, well, thanks so no, much I, again. I, of course, I appreciate having me on, and I hope that the rest of the year, the weather does not get, get bad there. Yeah, it's very, it's very warm here right now. I'm almost sweating. It's kind of crazy. I'm like, what? No space heater in the studio? This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. With uh, global warming, who the f knows? Know. You know, need a Captain Planet like horror film or something. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he wants his revenge because we didn't listen. You know, he's he's killing the teenagers with the rings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
Alright, man. Well, thanks again so much. Yeah, it's been awesome playing phone tag. Feel free to continue back and forth. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. A lot of longtime fans and new fans, I'm sure. Me too, bro. Thanks again. And that was the terrific Jeffrey Reddick. Check out all his classics, like the Final Destination series, streaming now. And of course, his new works, like New Fear's Eve, and more. And we'll be right back after the break. This episode of That Kev One Show is dedicated to Carl Weathers. Well, friends, the theater lights have come back on overhead. Please clean up the candy wrappers you snuck in and traverse safely. See you next week. Or superfans online at patreon.com backslash that Kev one show. Good night. This portion of that Kev one show is supported by Bohemian Dream Gifts, made with organic and natural oils that nourish and hydrate your skin. Man, I don't know if it's the weather outside or the gym that was killing my skin. Because my right elbow on the, uh, it itched like the Dickens. Like I was becoming like the lizard from Marvel Comics. Um, I think it's that machine where you put your elbow in and do the lifts, you know, for the bicep. But uh, I was itching my skin like crazy during, uh, well, I won't say who because I don't want them associated with rough skin. With one of our guests <laughs> here in the near future here. <laughs> but my left, my right elbow was getting ashy and coming up, getting red and irritated. Anyway, I used some of the promotional cookie dough body oil from Bohemian Dream Gifts that they gave us. And my skin, I'm not kidding, came back. I can vouch for that one. The cookie dough oil baby body oil. The cookie dough body oil brought my skin back to life like an Evanescent song. I'm not kidding. My skin is smooth and happy again. 100%. You can buy cookie dough oil on Etsy at the Bohemian Dream Gifts shop. Check out their other stuff as well. But that's one that I... I swear by now. <laughs> and as soon as my promotional one runs out, I'm going to order some myself. So go to Etsy and visit the Bohemian Dream Gifts shop today. What's better than your favorite talk show? Well, maybe homemade delicious food, cold beer, or a drink of your choosing in a comfortable atmosphere. Well, look no further than the Boulevard Tap House for the world-famous fish and chips, seafood, all-around delicious menu with pizza, all kinds of food, wings, steak bites, anything you can imagine when you want to watch the big game or catch some live jazz if you pick the right night. Open seven days a week. Go to BoulevardTapHouse.com right now. I like to go to their Terwilliger Curve location. That's the uh, the uh, home location. for their, Not only their fish and chips, and they knew that they always used to give me uh, – um, Caesar, Caesar chicken salad and wine. Um, they kind of made jokes and made fun of me that. My favorite food there now might just be the brand new Mark Kevin. That's a margarita pizza named after me. <laughs> Don't know if they did it because I'm Italian or what, but I had it and it is delicious and uh, dare I say nutritious. Anyway, friends, go on in, have a great time. When you're there, you truly are family. No cap. Enjoy the Boulevard Tap House today.